Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have yet another very inspiring guest on our show today. But before I introduce her, I just want to remind you all of our most recent episode with Shanice Cleckley. Her story is filled with inspiring tips on how to overcome emotional eating and take ownership of your life. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit LipTalkNation.com and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have a super mom, speaker, and huge advocate for raising awareness for suicide. Her passion to help others who have struggled with such thoughts and providing support for them to live a full life. Jamie Thurman has only begun her journey to be a voice for the silent pain and has already gained huge support within her community. This year on November 5th, the first annual suicide prevention walk called Out of the Darkness will be held in Pensacola, Florida. Thanks to Jamie. Such an honor to have you on the show today, Jamie. How are you today? I am doing well, and I am super excited to be on the show, and I really thank you for reaching out and giving me this opportunity. Absolutely, Jamie. I'm smiling really big because I know we had just a little bit of a chance to talk before. I hear your passion. I've watched your Facebook posts. And again, I can't wait to share your message with the listeners. So thank you for being on the show. So before we get into what you're doing in the community and your national work, will you tell us where you're from or a little bit about you and how you got your start via your career? Well, I am um, from Pensacola, Florida. I actually grew up in Cantonment and I currently live in Pensacola where I reside with my two beautiful daughters. I have a uh, 15-year-old daughter and one that's five. They pretty much keep my life pretty busy. So during the day, I'm a paralegal for an insurance defense firm. You know, at night, I go to my second job where I keep the family glued together. (laughs) Oh, I love how you explain that, Jamie. Keep the family glued together. All right, listeners, right there. I believe many of you can relate. I know that I can too. I wear many hats. Jamie, it sounds like you're doing the same. And especially having two kids, a 15-year-old and a 5-year-old. Wow. So this brings into the question for me. You recently joined the Board of American Foundation for Suicide Awareness. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in to your why and what you're doing right now. Currently, you're taking action in the community to help raise awareness for suicide. I believe you are a brave and powerful leader already. So will you share with us why suicide awareness is so important to you? Sure. My life was directly impacted for the first time back in 2007 by suicide when the father of my oldest daughter took his life. And then again in January of this year, just nine months ago, um, I experienced suicide by losing my mother. The overwhelming 
emotions I encountered afterwards inspired me to get involved with my community in order to help prevent other families from experiencing the pain that I was dealing with. It also motivated me to become an advocate for those who are afraid to speak for themselves because of the unnecessary and insensitive reaction to our society. You know, the way that society has viewed suicide and and just the the hurt from the people who are struggling with these internal battles. So to achieve my goals, I reached out to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, offering to host and establish the first annual Out of the Darkness Community Walk in downtown Pensacola. The death of my mother really impacted my life in several ways. Most importantly, I began to realize that helping others cope with the loss of a loved one to suicide became a part of my healing process. I made a vow to myself that my priorities would include making a difference in how the world would view the suicide by fighting the stigma related to suicide and facilitating the many avenues available for raising mental health awareness. My future really depended on this because I was dealing with a lot of mental breakdowns. I just really was confused um, as to why this was happening to me. So my ultimate goal that's very dear to my heart was to take action in my community, work my way up the ladder with American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and maybe be able to work on Capitol Hill as an advocate in order to change laws that regulate hospital facilities regarding their care and treatment of patients that are suffering from mental illnesses and ensure that they have a voice when they're unable to speak for themselves. I I dealt with this with my mother just days before we, we lost her and that is something that is very dear to my heart. I want to make a difference in my community and I want to help as many people as possible dealing with being a suicide survivor and just all of the hurt that is surrounding suicide alone. Jamie, more people need to be like you. I've recently met a lot of people, like you said, to even start at the beginning. So not necessarily, you know, focusing on the symptoms, you know, of mental awareness, you know, mental issues. And it's so true. And I am wanting to hug you right now for being such a vulnerable person with us. I mean, for what you went through, the listeners out there, so many people are affected by a suicide in their families and they just don't talk about it or they feel scared or they feel the lack of support or it's a taboo topic. And Jamie, I really admire what you are doing in the community. It's a very powerful thing. You took action and even for it happening so soon, but you also mentioned what I'm hearing is that it was a healing thing for you to start reaching back to the community. And I want the listeners to understand how important that is when you start reaching out to build that community instead of feeling like they're alone. Jamie, that's the biggest complaint that I hear is they feel, people feel alone. Even when it comes to depression and anxiety and um, addictions, they feel alone. And oh, that's the biggest lie out there. And so thank you for your voice. Um, I'm cheering you on. Jamie, I love this so much. So many of the listeners you know, know someone who have committed suicide or at least attempted suicide and they're hanging on to every word that you are saying right now, Jamie. What was the hardest obstacle that you had to overcome and how did you do that in your healing process? I, I mean, a few moments of my life have brought so much pain. For me, breathing was a struggle for me, you know, certain days in my life with, you know, days after losing my mother and you know, gasping for air takes so much effort. When you receive the news of 
um, a family member that that have taken their own life, you know, just trying to take it all in and the questions as to why this has happened and why they did that and, you know, what you could have done to change things. It's, it really takes an emotional toll on you. I would research. I would try to read. I would, I did everything that I possibly could to, to try to educate myself as to, you know, what causes suicide thoughts, what causes someone to actually come to a point in their life where they want to end it because no one ever educated me on suicide. And so this was a huge process for me to, to learn, to educate myself as to, to why this was going on. It was just really, really a hard struggle. And I knew that my suffering, you know, obviously there were people, other people out there that was um, struggling as well. And so I wanted to know exactly what my mother was going through, what she was thinking, you know, to make, because I, I started to feel a bit somewhat guilty because I felt like there was probably something that I could have done. And I knew that my mother had a suicidal past. She had, you know, actually tried to take her life uh, a few times prior to being successful, but it was many years ago and I really thought that we had moved past that. And so when my oldest daughter's father, whenever he took his life, my mother realized and saw how much hurt that my daughter and I were going through. And I really thought that we would never have to to worry about my mom ever again. I, I knew that she knew exactly what it would, you know, what kind of hurt it would cause us if she ever were to do that. My mom vowed to me that she would never leave my daughter and I in that situation ever again. But my mom did relapse into a broken heart. She was angry. She was a sad woman that I never, I, I didn't even recognize her anymore. Um, and to see someone who has raised you turn into a stranger is a heartbreaking and life-altering moment. You struggle with what to say, what to do. And you, the person that has raised you, she's mentally changed. The, you know, the light in her eyes was gone. All that was left was sadness. And when she passed away, it was sudden and tragic. And my stomach and heart hurt. When I think about it, you know, it really, even now, like it, it's only been nine months, but it still is very raw emotion for me. In January of 2016, which is just this year, I finally realized that I became a survivor of suicide for the second time. So when I hear the term survivor, I just, I kind of, I kind of laugh. Back before any of this ever happened, I, I never really understood the term suicide survivor. Like, how am I a survivor of suicide? And it wasn't until I sat down after my mother passed away and collected all of my thoughts and realized how I'm a suicide survivor. I mean, I, I lost my mother. I lost the most important person in my life other than my children. And, you know, it, it took a lot of bad nights and horrible days. And, you know, I it's only been nine months. I still deal with those all the time. But, uh, you know, I have two children that I have to take care of and I have to be strong for them and and let them know that there is life after dealing with something so tragic in your life. And I, I have to show them that they can live, you know, normal life after losing people that are so close to them. Oh my goodness, I have to stop you right here just for a second because you said something so moving and so powerful. You said that you needed to be strong. And this perspective, it sounds so cliche, but it is so 
simple and you started educating yourself so I didn't want to take away from what you're saying at all because I am here wiping the tears in my eyes because no and that is okay and the listeners they love hearing this and they and they can relate a lot of them feel what you feel because they feel alone and so now that they this podcast is a support system for them they want to know that they're not alone like I said so what you're what you're doing you educated yourself which is so important I'm like, I don't want to take away from also what you want to do in in Capitol Hill. I meant to bring that up earlier too. You are starting a movement. Your perspective is so beautiful and so powerful, Jamie. And I just didn't want the listeners to miss what you were saying. So you can continue on. I didn't want to interrupt you, but that was a very powerful statement, Jamie. No, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like it, anything, you know, anything about life is educating yourself. And unfortunately, you know, I guess it kind of goes back to the stigma of suicide. These children aren't learning any, you know, they're not learning anything about suicide. So they're having to figure all of these sad feelings and thoughts of suicide out on their own because they're not being educated about it. And, you know, back to me having to educate myself, I didn't know why anyone would do this. So, you know, it was really, it was just a kind of you have to jump in feet first and figure out what's going on and what the next step would be. And, you know, my daughter was five years old at the time and I have a five-year-old looking up at me wondering why her dad isn't no longer with us. So, you know, it losing her father really did affect me, but it really wasn't until my mother took her life that I really, it really hit home really hard. My mom, you know, was a single mom who raised me by herself. And when I lost my mom, it was just kind of like my world shattered right in front of me. You know, it, it it was just a huge part of my life that was taken away so sudden. And now I'm left to pick up the pieces to figure out how to how to move on from this. But like I said earlier, I have to be strong for my, my two daughters. And, you know, they I have to help mend their broken hearts as well because they lost their grandmother. So it, it's definitely been a a very educating process. Oh my goodness. Lip Talk Nation, do you hear what Jamie is saying? Oh, the pain that you went through and the heartache and the heart, it was hard to breathe, even hard to walk some days. And as you're continuing to heal, I'm so proud of you, Jamie. You are doing the right thing, the necessary thing. Your perspective is, even though painful, it is the right one. And so thank you so much because I, like I said, I'm watching you in the community. You are gaining tons of support because there are people who want a voice. And so thank you for being a leader. So you are a survivor twice. You mentioned that and it was, you didn't really realize that until your mom took her own life that you were a suicide survivor. And that caused you to reach out to this foundation, Suicide Foundation, all on your own to find out what you could do. So now you are in charge or working out this whole thing with the out of the darkness walk that is coming up. It's a 5k walk. And so will you tell us about the walk and tell us specifically about the beads that um, people will be wearing and what they represent? Okay. Well, um, yes, I did reach out to American Foundation for Suicide Prevention within weeks of my mother dying. And I told them that, you know, how can I get involved? I knew at that point that I had to do something for my community because I, you know, like I said, it's been nine years since the father of my oldest daughter took his life. And I hadn't ever heard of really anything going on in the community to raise awareness. So I knew that I was going to take control of the situation and 
and make a difference. And so I contacted the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, told them that, well, I was asking for information and they didn't have a walk in this area at that time. And so I asked them what I needed to do to to get this out of the darkness walk in Pensacola. So they gave me my packet and um, I was on my way. And I would say that was probably eight or nine weeks ago. And I just tackled it and we just started getting preparing everything for the walk. It's called the um, Out of the Darkness Walk to raise awareness for suicide prevention and to help the suicide survivors fight the depression and of their loved one leaving them and just to let the, the survivors know that they're not alone. And the Out of the Darkness is a journey of remembrance and a walk that unites a community. It's a time to acknowledge the ways in which suicide and mental illness have affected our lives and our loved ones. You know, the walk creates a movement. It's held all over the United States and different cities across the country. People are just encouraged to open up about their struggles or loss and the platform to change how the culture views suicide as a whole, period. And, you know, it's all stemmed around mental health awareness. You know, losing someone to suicide or struggling with a mental illness can feel like no one understands. And that's where the beads come into effect. By wearing these beads, it shows your personal connection to the cause and helps others identify you and what you're going through and helps them understand where you stand with who you've lost. So you wear a white bead, it just represents that you've lost a child. Or if you wear red, it's um, a spouse or a partner. A gold bead would represent that you've lost a parent. And, you know, the colors go on. It's orange, purple, silver, green, blue, teal. So every color has its own um, different meaning. Okay, so this is so, so beautiful. And I know a lot of people are affected with this and the colors of the bees to show your personal connection to being a survivor of suicide. And I can't say this enough to the listeners. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. Mental illness is real. And I am so encouraged, Jamie, that you took action. And I want the listeners to know that that's as as simple as it is. You decided to reach out almost immediately after you lost your mom. All right, how can I take action? How can I educate myself? How can I educate the community? And then finding out that there isn't anything here in this area for that. And then they sent you the packet almost eight or nine weeks ago, Jamie, and now it's happening. I am just so in awe with this. Listeners, so important to cheer each other on. So important to reach out to your friends who are struggling with depression instead of ignoring them, instead of telling them to get over it. That's like the worst thing that you can tell someone when they are depressed is why can't you get over it? It Hurts the soul way too much and it's almost likely that they won't get over it. So Jamie, I'm a huge advocate for mental issues as well and raising awareness for that. There's a lot going on with this walk and it's happening on November 5th. So I would love to know if you would share with the listeners who are some some of your heroes or the support system that you've had throughout this journey? I would definitely have to say my my best friends. I mean, I would lean on them um, through this whole entire process. I mean, I would cry on their shoulder. They would have sleepovers with me. I mean, my friends were my lifesavers. I mean, they they just, they were everything for me. And, um, you know, the, the laughter that I would share with them just would help me restore my life that had been so severely beaten down. You know, I, I feel like being with your friends and, and laughing, even when you don't even feel like laughing is such a huge, um, 
it's very important that you get back to that point because finding humor is is definitely it kind of gets your mind off of things. I mean, even though you in the back of your mind you're you're still worried about the person that you've just lost, but it actually just kind of gives you a break and my friends took time, you know, out of their schedules every day to be with me and they're definitely the person that I have to thank for helping me get through this and you know and then and then god um the only thing i did was pray i was i prayed every chance i got i mean i i was powerless and i knew that i needed god and i've never needed him as much as i did during the loss of my mother um i would just cry out to him and beg him to help me and take away the pain and you know there were a lot of long nights where God was the only person that I had. I mean, I sat and would talk to him for hours because I was having a lot of sleepless nights. And God was the person that has never let me down. And he saw me through this. He helped me not struggle with this. And I would beg him, please, please, please stop letting me hurt this bad. And, you know, one day I woke up and my hurt is not gone, but it made me so strong that I could. I can move on from it. Again, such a strong person you are to even say this, you know, how God has helped you. And I love your vulnerability right now because you know what? I believe that God was grieving with you. He knew exactly what you needed and those sleepless nights that you had. He was wrapping his arms around you. And like you just said, that one day it wasn't that the pain was gone, but it became a little bit more bearable and a little bit more because you started helping others. You were taking the right action, but yes, praying. He wants you to pray. And so thank you for sharing that part of your soul with us, how you um, you needed God. We all need him. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but you said something that was very much an aha moment that I had when I began healing myself because I had uh, depression for 17 years. I was bipolar, Jamie, and um, I wanted to run away. I had a lot of horrible thoughts. and But you said something that your friends were your support system and they cheered, yeah. you, on. They, they cheered you on. But what happened in this moment as you were telling me that you needed to laugh? Jamie, I don't know if you know this or not, but laughing causes your body to produce two um, feel-good hormones. One is oxytocin and one is serotonin. So that's exactly what you were doing. And you may not have even known that. So you were conquering the prolactin. I'm going into a scientific um, information for you listeners, but it's so true and you did it naturally. And that's the thing I want the listeners to know. So even though you go through pain, you still need to, like you said, to find humor and it's not finding humor in your situation but finding it through your support system not necessarily taking your mind off of things but it is to keep moving on and keep doing life and working through and allowing yourself to have all the feelings and that's what you're doing so Jamie I am like so excited that you you may have not known this or you did but you were doing the right thing and that's what I want the listeners to know because everyone can figure it out everyone has the power to figure it out so mental illness real Jamie, powerful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing even your support system with us. It's so oh, true that you. we do, we need those friends. So what are some of the warning signs now that we can know to start looking for that people need to be aware of to look for, um, you know, to help someone that we love 
and maybe they are suicidal. So what are the warning signs or some of them? Um, you definitely have to look for, you know, behavior that is, it hasn't ever been really noticed by the person that you love or are suspecting of dealing with any kind of mental, you know, illnesses. Um, if they're sleep habits are changing or if they're becoming aggressive or they're starting to drink or finding out that they're doing drugs or, you know, withdrawing from any activities, isolating themselves from family and friends. The signs are there. You just have to know that they're there and you have to know what to do when you find those signs. Um, you know, dealing with the two two suicide losses that I've had to deal with, the signs were there right in front of my face screaming at me and I didn't act on them. So they're there. You just have to take action when you find them. There you go, listeners. Right there. Take action when you find them because they are right in front of you, especially if their sleep patterns are changing, sleep habits are changing, and the drinking and drugs or the self-destruction behaviors. They are there. Thank you so much for sharing that part. So now, if the listeners are not local, but they have this walk all across the nation, is that right? Do they do this out of the darkness walk? Yes, it's all over the entire country. I mean, they it's everywhere. Okay, so how can they get involved? What um, if they're not in our community or your community to help raise suicidal awareness? They could start by going to um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention webpage, you know, afsp.org. At that point, you could search the city that you live in and it will show you a map of all of the surrounding um, cities that offer the walk. And if you don't find anything that is near you, you could always be proactive just like I was and you could just contact them and start your own walk. I'm sure they would love it. (laughs) I love that you just said that you can always be proactive because we need more people like you, Jamie. And I believe that there are and they're just waiting for that little nudge. So uh, thank you so much. I'm going to come back to the website and all the information about you, but I want to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. It's pretty simple, easy. The questions are easy to answer. So you just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. We call this our lightning round. So are you ready, Jamie? I guess. (laughs) All right. I hear much enthusiasm in your voice right now, Jamie. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? A superpower. I would probably say the power of healing after everything that I've dealt with in my life. Um, Being able to help someone that was fighting an internal battle would probably be wonderful for me. So I would definitely have to say the power of healing. Yes, I'm nodding my head. Yes, that is beautiful, Jamie. Okay, so how do you like your coffee? I am a Starbucks gal, so I would probably have to say um, ice white mocha with peppermint. And I can never go through Starbucks without getting the cake pop. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. My kids <laughs> beg for those. That's it's the small things in life, you right? Know? <laughs> rewarding. They're very rewarding because it's little. It's small but good. Okay, Jamie, if you're up for it, we would love to hear your most embarrassing moment. Oh. Gosh, um, let's see. My most embarrassing moment. That's a tricky question. <laughs> I guess maybe when my dad took off my um, my the what are they called the uh, my, see you have my brain going blank now. <laughs> <That's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> the training wheels off my bicycle. Oh, he yay. took the training wheels off my bicycle, and all my friends were standing around, and I ran slap into the neighbor's house. There we go. Is that embarrassing enough? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know what? 
uh, you're not alone on that one, too. I have a neighbor who did the exact same thing. I didn't know where the brakes were. <laughs> exactly. She didn't either. <laughs> when I was growing up, she, uh, you know, I had a neighbor who did the same thing. I'm like, pedal backwards, pedal backwards. And she couldn't. And like, straight, <laughs> straight into the house. Again, I, I, I'm glad you recovered, Jamie. That's awesome and yes that does include for an embarrassing moment right there oh i'm glad you're laughing what is your favorite food probably broccoli casserole or eggplant parmesan what are you a vegetarian uh i'm pretty much a vegetarian so i am too and that's why i'm like none of the guests have ever said that before she a vegetarian because i like that too Okay, cool. Yes. All right, as we get to Uh know you on this very fun level, we got a couple more questions left. If you could have any car in the world, Jamie, what would it be? I would definitely have to say um, the Mercedes G63 SUV. My eyes just got really (laughs) big right there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you like that too? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) I really do. I'm like, yes. Um, So that's awesome. And the final question of this lightning round, what is your favorite color? Red. Ooh. Red is my favorite color. <laughs> and she wears red. I love it. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jamie. You're such a sweet person, a passionate person, and those fun facts are really awesome, so thank you. As we close out the interview, do you have any final words of encouragement for those who have already lost a friend or family member to suicide? Um, I do. I just, I want everyone to know that they are not alone and there are so many of us out there that are struggling with the same struggles that you were, you know, struggling with. And in my short experience with getting into my community and becoming so involved with, with this awareness, I have been able to reach out to people that I've never had a chance to talk about um, their loss and they have grown angry over the years. And for once they were able to release all of this anger and talk about what has upset them so badly over, you know, the loss of their loved one. And by the end of the conversation, they are thanking me for listening and um, thanking me for, you know, the things that I'm doing in our community. So my advice to the listeners is to just lend a listening ear, Um, reach out to someone that you feel like is struggling. Um, If you know that someone is having a hard time over, you know, having their heart is broken over the the loss of their loved one, just, just ask them how their day is going. Ask them if there's something that you could do for them. Ask them to go to dinner Um, You know, it's just the very nice, kind things that you could do for someone like that that would make such a huge difference. Yes, that is so important. I mean, I have so many goosebumps, urgency goosebumps right now because I'm right there with you. Yes, reach out to them, talk about it, and then having people who have never been able to share their story or feel like no one understood, and then they got to tell you and unlock the anger that's been inside of them so that they can start healing. Lip Talk Nation, Jamie pointed out something important right there. It's, It's important to talk about what you're going through. Whether you feel like somebody else's story is worse than yours, everyone needs to talk about it because there is a huge support system out there if we just start talking and then showing and asking people to go out to dinner like you said, Jamie. And, And there are several things. You just reach out to them and talk to them so that we can unlock 
the um, feelings and the emotions that they had, especially dealing with suicide. Jamie, thank you once again for being on the show. I am so honored. I'm excited. This walk that's coming up on November 5th. Will you share with the listeners where we can find out more about this, specifically in your community, and more about you and the projects that you're working on? Sure. Um, They could find us. You know, they have access to Facebook. They could find us on the um, Out of the Darkness Pensacola Walk event page. They can go to afsp.org slash Pensacola. Um, on that website, they could register for the walk. It gives you all the um, detailed information that they'll need to know um, in order to be involved in the walk. Or they could email me at afspensacola at gmail.com if they have any other additional information that they can't find on any of the event pages. And I would love to answer their questions. That is so true. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing the information with us. All right. If you're in the community, Pensacola, um, I'm going to urge you and encourage you to go out and support this cause. That is to raise awareness for suicide prevention. Thank you, Jamie. What an honor to have you on this show. You're such a precious person and you make my soul happy. Jamie, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really am honored that you would reach out to me and want to hear my story. Absolutely. <laughs> I had this urgency to reach out to you as soon as I, I saw your post um, on Facebook. I don't know how I saw it, but um, maybe somebody that I was friends with liked what you were doing or was going to an event, that event, your specific event. So anyway, I was like, oh, we got to have her on the show. So we took action. See, you took action and see what yes, happens. Yes, absolutely. That, things happen. Uh, you know what? I think it was when we painted the graffiti bridge. We painted yes. the graffiti bridge. And yes. and then people were just, they were finding out about it left and right. So. Oh, my goodness. Jamie. Thank you. Yes, an honor. All right, Lip Talk Nation. Thank you for spending time with us here at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. Lip Talk Nation, if you've enjoyed today's episode, What you say is what you become.